Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Amen. Double, double, double. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Amen. We want to rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. Praise God. We need to rejoice and praise God continually at all times in all places. Amen. This is important as a child of God. We have to learn and grow in the things of God. Amen. Now, last week we was looking at the lesson. Amen. And and Paul, amen, right into the church at Philippi. The church of Philippi was an ideal one in many respects. It was a very appreciative and benevolent church. It was found on Paul's second missionary journey. Amen. And so we see that this church, you know, it was a good church. It, it did the, all the right things. It was a giving church. It was a, a caring church. And that's why we got to get to these points in our lives as well. Amen. That we are following the principles and the examples which God has laid out in his word for us. Amen. God has our very best interests at heart. No matter what we go through, no matter what we face in our lives, his overall purpose is to save us. The Bible lets us know that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. And once we make that turn, once we make that choice to turn around, we then purpose the press, as Paul says, towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus. Now, what I have found for me is uh, the more I stay in God's word, the more I pray, the more I fast, the more I do these things that God is asking me to do, it seems like I have more joy in my life. Amen. Because I know he has my best interests at heart. Uh, you know, when I'm feeling those, what I like to call picking low cotton times, you know, uh, you guys are from the north, y'all probably know anything about picking cotton, you know, but I, I used to pick cotton when I was a kid, you know, and stuff. It was part of my livelihood. And it get it, it can hurt you, you know, because you're bending down and your back is, is get sore and your hands, your, the, 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 uh, bears and the balls from the, cut your hands and all kinds of man at the end of the day you got more bandages on your hand than what you know what to do and the bow weevil sting you and all kinds of stuff out there in the field and so it can become pretty painful you know uh, but thank god i don't have to do that no more and, you know but i look back on that stuff and i, I rejoice that I was able to get through all that stuff, you know. And so, therefore, we, we have to get to this point now in our walk with God that he's number one. He, he's, he's everything to me, and he's so much more. And i got to keep him in his rightful place. That's why Jesus says in Matthew six thirty three, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, everything else you have need of, will be added unto you. So whatever you have need of, seek God first. Seek the kingdom. Paul says in Romans fourteen seventeen, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we want to go after the things of God first and foremost. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, we want to praise the Lord. Amen. So last week we was talking about rejoicing in prayer. And we got into the discussion and talking about uh, the importance of intercessory prayer and you remember a few weeks ago we months ago excuse me was talking about the importance of prayer and paul says i exalt first and foremost that intercession 
I mean, supplication, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all those that are in authority, that we might live a quiet and peaceable life with all, you know, holiness and godliness, because this is well-pleasing to the Lord, First Timothy 2, right? You know, you know, and so we should rejoice that we have that opportunity to go to God in prayer, that we're interceding. And when we hear that our prayers are being answered, I can remember when we first got saved in Germany, my wife always had a journal for every prayer request. And she always wrote down prayer requests and uh, people giving prayer requests because like every service like tonight, we ask for prayer. And so she wrote all these prayer requests down. And when these things happened, uh, uh, God answered the prayer request. She would put a star uh, beside the prayer request. And then at the end of the year, she would show the book, you know, of all the prayers that had been answered. You don't think that would increase your faith? Amen. You know, so we have, and, and that makes you want to pray more. It makes you want to rejoice uh, in the Lord. Amen. So always we want to be excited about an opportunity to pray. If, and like I said last week, if there has ever been a, chance, thing, uh, been a time that we need to pray without ceasing, it is today. Most of us can, everybody in here can say, I know I got some things that I need to be praying for. I, you know, I got unsaved loved ones. I, I, maybe you do, or maybe you don't. But I have unsaved loved ones. I have unsaved people that I know. I, I have people that has walked away from God. And so I find myself reminiscing and, and, and interceding for these people. Where I'm driving around town or I'm on the road going somewhere. When God sparks these people to my life, I immediately pray. You know, for them, I, you know, my commanders on, and old commanders and stuff. I, I begin to pray for these people and, and to lift their name to God because I want to see them saved. And so it's a rejoicing to me to be able to do that and then, you know, to hear the, the letters and things at Christmas time from them, you know, that how they're doing and their families is doing. Make sure, make sure rejoice. Amen. And so tonight we want to go. Uh, to page two, three, rather, two, three, three. Number two, rejoicing in the gospel. Rejoicing in the gospel. Philippians 1, verse 15 through verse 18 here. Paul says, Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add afflictions to my bonds, but the others of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Notice, Paul says, no matter whether it's good or whether it's evil, if Christ is being preached, he says, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm excited about it. And that's the way it should be. We should be excited about the gospel. Amen. Uh, you know, whether how it comes or how it goes, we should be excited. You see, the gospel, as we well know, is the death, it is the burial, 
It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we apply that in our lives. We die by repentance. We're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means we're buried with him. And we rise and feel with the Holy Ghost to walk in newness of life. Amen. So we apply this gospel uh, to our lives. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I can remember when I heard the truth of this gospel, man, and the revelation of the truth came, I mean, I got excited. I mean, and so I, I rejoice that I had now received the revelation of the truth of who God is. Amen. And when you receive this truth of the gospel, amen, it should make you excited to know that neither, as Acts 4.12 says, there's salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel is all about Jesus Christ. And so when you have this revelation of the truth about Jesus, amen, it should cause you to rejoice. I don't know about you, you know, when I went to school and I got the, got the answers right or I got my paper back and I had 100% on the test or whatever, man, I, I got excited. You know, uh, or if we was doing... Uh, math problems in the class and the teacher would have some problems on the board and they would say, okay, we're going to have people come to the board and do these problems, man. Because I knew the answer, man. I'd get all excited. You couldn't hold me in the seat. You know, I want to get my hand up as quick as I can. I want to get the teacher's attention because I wanted them to let me go to the board and fill out the problem, you know, because I wanted to just, I was rejoicing in this thing. Well, that's the way it's got to be in us about this gospel. See, when, once we learn about Jesus Christ. Now, remember last week in, Rome, in, in Acts 8, you know, that it, it talks about that Philip went down where? To Samaria. And what, did, what happened? He preached Christ to them. He went down and he started talking about Christ to them. But before in Acts 8, it says that they was given to sorcery. There was a man there named Simon. He had bewitched the people before. Okay, But when Philip went down and he began to preach Jesus, unclean spirits went out. The lame was healed. Blind eyes was opened. And the Bible says there was great joy in that city. But notice it all started with the knowledge and the understanding of who Jesus Christ was. Amen. And this is important, and this is what the gospel is all about. And so, if you ever notice, when you share the gospel or in a Bible study, you're talking, giving somebody a Bible study, and you start talking about Jesus Christ, and all of a sudden a light bulb comes on to that person, they get excited, you get excited. Amen. And you may start laughing, you may start weeping, you may start crying, but there's great joy in that house. Amen. And because you are sharing that gospel, because you have the revelation of the truth of the gospel, and now you are sharing it with someone else. This is what happened to Philip. And after Philip revealed to the Sumerians the truth of the gospel about Jesus Christ, notice what else? The Spirit pulls him and sends him somewhere else. Send him out into the desert. He goes out into the desert. He meets the eunuch, amen, which is heading back to Ethiopia, 
He goes up to the chariots. He talks to him about Jesus Christ. He explained to him about Jesus Christ. The eunuch says, hey, here's water. What depended me to be baptized? And he says, you can if you believe with all your heart. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And immediately stopped the chariot. They went down in the water. He baptized them. The spirit jinxed Philip away. And the eunuch goes on his way rejoicing. Amen. Coming up out of that water, I don't know about you, but I watch these people when they get baptized in Jesus' name. Man, there's excitement back there. There's excitement in people. You can see people's facial that there's something excited about what takes place when God fills you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and you're baptized in Jesus' name. It's that excitement. Peter says his joy unspeakable and is full of glory. You can't explain this thing, but you know how good it feels and how great it is and what God has done in your life. You know where you were now, what he's doing and how he's bringing the change. Amen. Little is much when God is in it. Amen. So we see here, amen, that this truth should cause every one of us to have an excitement all the time. Amen. It should not be I'm up and I'm down. I should be rejoicing. All the time. This is what Paul is saying. Rejoice always. Because even though you go through certain things in your life, Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 12, he says, Beloved, don't you think it's strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you? He says, but rejoice. Notice, but rejoice in that you are a partaker of Christ's suffering. That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. See, if you're looking for him to come back, you want to be excited. See, you, you, if you are not excited about him coming back, you ain't going to be looking for him. I'm looking for him. I don't know when he's coming. All he did was say, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm coming back to get you. Right? So I got to be excited. I got to be waiting. I got to be looking. So I want to have the same faith. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, well, will I find the same faith on earth when I come again? And that's what he's looking for. And that starts with us keeping the spirit of rejoicing and excitement. This is why Paul says in Acts 26, 2, he says, I, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, to stand before you here. He says, I'm excited to talk to you about Jesus. See, when we get an opportunity, when someone asks us about our faith, when somebody asks us about our hope, when somebody is sharing, we should be so excited. We should be oh, man, this is great. I'm going to get an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. That's the attitude we should have all the time in our lives. Because why? We have the truth of the gospel. It's all about him. We know him. Without controversy, great is <laughs> the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in this world, and received back in the glory. If there's ever been a time for a Christian to be excited, it's this time of the year. <laughs> You should even more, more and more and more, you should be able to explain this Christmas story. You should be seizing every opportunity to share this precious truth of the gospel because the doors are wide open. 
You just walk into Walmart, somebody's buying lights. You can be able to talk about the Christmas light. Jesus is the light of the world, man. Let's drop a hint here. Let's drop a little bit there. You know, people may not even know. Gifts. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights who knows no bearableness nor shadows of turning. Amen. You could just, just go, man. You could just have a field day. Amen. Sharing this truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is why John was so excited. Go to 1 John chapter 1 again. We're talking about the gospel here. 1 John chapter 1 over in the uh, epistles. Amen. Verse 1. John says, that which was from the beginning. What was from the beginning? Hello, anybody home? What was in the beginning? The Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, but not anything made up of me. Amen. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have, what? Seen. With our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Notice, John says, we've seen him, we've heard him, we've touched him. Amen. As you're holding that Bible in your hand, you know what you're doing? You're hearing him, you're seeing him, you're feeling him, you're touching him. The word. <laughs> Amen. That should give you, you should be excited. <laughs> you're touching him, you're seeing him, you're hearing him. He's speaking to you, he's talking to you. You got him right there. Amen. That's why that's why Paul says that it's through patience and comfort of the scripture. We find the hope. God is our hope. He's our anchor. Amen. So we should be rejoicing every time you read a scripture, you should just shout. <laughs> Amen. So, verse two. For the life was manifested. See? He was manifested. And without controversy, greatest God was manifested in the flesh. Beware, Colossians 2. Lest in, you don't have to put this blessing man for you, the philosopher, and vain to seed after the tradition of men of the root of men of this world, and not after Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we're complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers, right? Amen. So he was manifested. And we have seen it, and we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. That's our God. That's our job is to share the eternal life. Freely you've received, freely give. Go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any daily thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. See, we want to bring everybody into the fellowship. Oh, what fellowship divine. I am his and he is mine. Amen. Praise God. We want to have fellowship one with another. This is what God wants to bring people into the fellowship. Paul says, oh, I want to know him in the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. We want to be in fellowship with him, with the Father and with the Son 
Jesus Christ. Verse 4. And these things we write to you for what purpose? Because I want you joyful. <laughs> see, he's trying to get you to see that from the beginning so that you would have the same fellowship with him so that you can have joy. He says we're full of joy because we've got the revelation of the truth. Look at John fifteen eleven. Back to the gospel of John fifteen eleven. Notice what Jesus says. <laughs> These things have I spoken unto you. That my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Notice. You should be full of joy. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but Pastor Parker shows up in the morning, right? <laughs> joy comes in the morning. Jesus is right there. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. So Jesus just shows right up all the time. Amen. In his presence is fullness of. So if you stay in his presence, <laughs> notice, this is what he's trying. He wants you to stay full. That's, that was Psalm 1611, if you didn't know that. Amen. He wants, your, he wants your joy to be full. So if in his presence is fullness of joy, that's where I want to be. Right there with him. I want to spend time in the word because I'm holding him. I want to pray. I want to talk to him the same way I'm talking to you. I want to make my petitions known, my supplications. I want to intercede in prayer. Amen. I want to seek him for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that my joy remains full. Because the more wisdom and knowledge of him and the things of God I have, the more excited I'm going to be. I'm going to learn how to handle circumstances. I'm going to learn how to deal with problems. I'm going to learn all these things because it's in the Word. Because He is the Counselor. He is the Mighty God. He's the Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. On Him, amen, casting all my cares upon Him because He cared for me. Amen. I'm supposed to be full of joy the same way we're supposed to be full of faith. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So he wants us to be full here. Amen. Praise God. In this presence is fullness of joy. Amen. This revelation of the truth is supposed to make you dance. It's supposed to make you shout. Amen. To, to understand, you know, when Paul came in contact with Jesus Christ on that road to Damascus, and he got the revelation of truth of who Jesus Christ was. Amen. There was no turning back. You know, when Paul write to Timothy in 1 Timothy, he says, I, you know, I, he says, I persecuted the church. I, I was a murderer. I was an injurer. I was all these things. He says, but God saw fit and put me into the ministry. Amen. He forgave me of all that. And that's what you got to realize. The old man is gone. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Because why? We come into that fellowship with him. Now he wants our joy to be full. 
Amen. He wants us to know about him, what he did for us, why he came to this earth, to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Paul says, I was the chief of sinners. I guarantee you, I wasn't too far behind him. But God, even with Paul, as he did me, he forgave me of all that mess and put me in the ministry. I guess God said, you're going to pay me for all this junk. <laughs> you know, so, 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 amen. So, but, but, but I'm excited about it. That's the good part, to know what he has done for me. Praise God. Amen. Go back to Philippians 4. Amen. Philippians 4, 4. Through six, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made on to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Notice, just keep rejoicing. Make your request known to God. Whatever you're going through, just tell God. That's casting your cares upon him because he cared for you. See? And, and notice what he said. And the peace of God, which passive understanding, will keep your hearts in mind because out of the heart flows the issues of life. See? And so we want our hearts pure. We want our hearts right. See? And so with doing this, it causes us to be full of joy. See? It keeps me on the right path. It keeps my mind. That's why Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says that he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because you trust in thee. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah, the Almighty God, it's an everlasting strength. Nehemiah puts it this way when they finished building the wall in Nehemiah 8.10. He says, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send a portion to them that have not. He says, because why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Notice. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you see why he wants you to be full of joy? Because it's your strength. It's your power. It holds you up. Amen. When a person is excited, their countenance is so much different. See? You feel good about yourself. You're not stressed. When you can laugh about stuff, when you're excited about stuff, see, it, that's where you get your strength. You remember that song we used to sing, he gives strength to me as I worship him, as my heart is filled with praise. Jesus breaks the bands when I raise my hands. He gives glorious victory. Amen. Strengthen. He strengthens me. Look at Habakkuk. Go to Habakkuk 3, 17. Through 19. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vines. The labors of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall not yield our meat. And 
the flock be cut off from the fold. He says, there shall be no herds in the stall. He says, if everything is terrible, everything is bad, there ain't no fruit in the vine, people quit on me, <laughs> you know, the oxen run away from the stalls. You know, think about Job. That's why Job was facing some of the same stuff. I mean, everything he had was gone. But what did he do? He worshipped. So notice what Rebekah says. He says, if all that happened, he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Why? The Lord is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind's feet and cause me to walk upon my high places. God has got some places he's taking me higher. See? But if I don't rejoice in my circumstances and my situations, I get distressed and I stay right where I'm at. See? And that is not of God. The children of Israel, they had the Red Sea before them. Pharaoh's army was behind them. They began to murmur and complain. You brought us out here to die. Moses went to the Lord. God says, tell them to go forward. <laughs> he said, tell them to go forward. That's all you got to do. Go forward. Don't stop here. I'm with you. You got the cloud of fire. You got the cloud, the pillar. I'm with you. So don't stop and, and go into complaining and depressing mode. Go forward. Keep going. Keep worshiping. Keep doing what you've been doing. Don't stop doing what you're doing because you got a problem. you got a circumstance. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He gives strength to me as I worship him. Amen. Praise God. You know, Paul's letter to the Philippians are so excited here. Amen. He's, he's, he's talking to them, encouraging them, and edifying them, and building them up. With, first of all, just being good Christians. <laughs> you know, he tells them, you know, man, the other churches, you're the only one that's doing what is right, basically, what he's, he's telling them. He edifies them. He builds them up. He encourages them. He strengthens them. And he says, don't stop what you're doing. Just keep rejoicing. Just keep rejoicing in the Lord. Just keep going. Amen. He, he's excited about their walking in this truth. They're living in the truth. Amen. They, he's excited about what they're doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. He's, he's excited about where you, they are compared to where they were. And that's what we should be the same. We should be excited. I'm here today. God, let me see another day. God, let me have another opportunity. God, let me have another chance. Amen. And so, and as a result, I should be excited. Amen. As long as I got an opportunity, amen, I can keep going. That's what you want to do. Amen. He's excited about their abilities, and you should be excited about your abilities to do something for God as well. Amen. Praise God. You know, Paul doesn't seem to be too concerned about whether it's evil or whether it's good, as long as the gospel is getting preached. Yeah. That's, and that's that's what we got to get at. Amen. We got to get excited about this thing called ghost spill. 
<laughs> Go spill the beans. Go spill, you know. Go spill it. Behold how good it is. Amen. Blessed are they whose feet bring what? Good tidings of peace and great joy. Amen. Behold, the angel said, I bring you news of good tidings and great joy. See, when you're out there, that's what you should be saying to people. Man, I'm bringing you some good news. I think scripture says, man, good news from afar makes bones fat, right? <laughs> Amen. Woo! Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Every day you should be excited about this truth, man. I'm telling you. It should make you run through a troop and, and leap over a wall. Go to Isaiah 61.10. Isaiah 61.10. We're getting there. Isaiah says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he have clothed me with a garment of salvation. He have covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom deputed himself with ornaments and as a bride adorned herself with her jewels. Amen. Notice, he says he's, he's clothed me. Amen. He says, so I'm going to rejoice. This gift of salvation brought in righteousness and it brought him beauty. Amen. Go back to 61, 1 through 3. Now watch what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Where you heard that up before? Remember when Jesus walked out the wilderness, about to be in tent with Satan, he went to the church. They handed him this same book to read. He opened to this same passage of Scripture. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Amen. Is the Spirit of the Lord God upon you? <laughs> because he's anointed me to do what? Preach good tidings. What is the good tidings? The gospel. He's anointed you to preach the gospel. He's anointed you to go tell People about him. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord, the troop of the Lord is just people's strength. Amen. It's what he's trying to get us to see here. Peter didn't jump out there on the day of Pentecost in Peter's Acts 2.38. You know what he preached? <laughs> he preached Jesus. He told them the gospel. And then... After he explained the gospel and who Jesus was and everything, they said, well, what shall we do? Peter said, okay, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See? But you got to preach the gospel. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings to the me. He have sent me to bind up the broken heart, to preach to proclaim deliverance to the captives, and the opening of the prisons of them that are bound. Verse 2, 
Amen. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to point into Zion, Mount Zion, to mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment for the spirit of that they may be called of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. He wants your joy full so that he will be glorified. That's why he's giving you the oil of joy for mourning. When you're down, amen, he wants you to be full of joy. So you'll keep rejoicing because you're that tree. This is why Psalms 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly in Psalms 1, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, nor standing in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law he doth meditate day and night. He shall be like a planet by the... That shall bring forth this, and its leaves shall not, and whatsoever he doeth, you shall prosper. Amen. This is what he wants. Now look at Psalms 19, verse 7. Through verse 10, I think it is. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and lighted. Yeah, notice the statutes of the Lord. What do they do? What do the statutes do? Makes your heart happy. Get in the Word. <laughs> It, get in the Word. It, it causes you to rejoice. Amen. Enlighten the eye. The fear of the Lord is enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are more to be desired are they than, yea, than much fine gold. Moreover, by them and in keeping of them. Amen. Think about it. The Word. In the beginning was the Word. That which was from the beginning. So that your joy will be full. He wants you to be excited about this thing. Amen. Praise God. He's clothed us with the garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness. You remember what the prodigal son's father called for first when he came home? What did he say bring? The robe. Bring the robe of righteousness. Clothe my son. That's what God does when you come to him. After he gives you salvation. Is he clothe you in righteousness. Because when you become a doer of his word. Amen. When you start because that becomes the white linen of the saints of God. Amen. And so when you start to doing right and living right, you become beautiful. That's what holiness is, is you're separated unto beauty for the Lord. 
the garment. So he, Isaiah identifies as like a bride and a bridegroom. Most people know a, a, a well-planned and prepared wedding is beautiful. Amen. In the olden days when the kings and, and the bride got married, man, that was beauty. Think about it. I don't know if you ever seen, saw when Prince Charles or whatever I think is name, when Diana got married, how beautiful that thing was. You know, all these people having to carry this train. You know, get, get a picture of what Isaiah see in Isaiah 6 1. When I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple, it blew his mind. You know, that's what people should be able to see in you and I when with this new plan of salvation. They should see the beauty of the Lord in us and in our lives because God is bringing this righteousness in us. Amen. Because he's clothed us with this salvation. This gospel, man, should make you jump. Amen. And cause you to rejoice. This is what it's all about. Amen. And this is what Habakkuk found. He says, man, I'm going to rejoice. Amen. Job, he could have sat over there and cried when he told him, you know, you look at how, how Job's bad news came to him. The Bible said when you read Job 1, it says, man, before one guy even finished talking, there stood another one. You don't think that will blow your mind? But what did Job do? He worshipped. He rejoiced. He said, Lord, give it. Lord, take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know? And all of this, Job did not sin nor charge God foolishness. Amen. And as he stuck with it, he just kept elevating and, and talking about God. And when it was all over and said and done, God gave him twice as much as he had before. Because you got to keep going forth. Amen. Look at Psalms 118. Psalms 118 is probably one of the most encouraging Psalms in the book. Amen. Right in the middle of the Bible. Amen. Did you know that? Psalms 118 is right in the middle of the book. <laughs> Better trust in the Lord and put confidence in man. <laughs> oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Because he is good. <laughs> because his mercy endure it forever. You remember what David said in Psalm 23? What's going to follow me all the days of my life? Surely. Goodness and mercy. God is going to be right there with me all the days of my life. He brought me out of that mess. He's got to hang out with me now. You know? That's right. He's got to hang out with me now. That's why he was with Israel. He brought them out. He couldn't leave them. He had to stay right there with them. That's why he told Moses, I'm here. Go forth. I'm leading you. I'm in the front. I'm behind you. I'm everywhere. I'm right here with you. Moses said, he didn't bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to carry you in. He brought us out to carry us in. He's with us. He's right here all the time. We're two or three together. Together my name. I'm right there in the middle of you. I'm close to mention of my name right here with you. See? He ain't going to leave you. You don't have to worry about the situation, problem, circumstances. Just hang on. Just keep worshiping. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them that fear him now say that his mercy endureth forever. I call unto the Lord in my distress. What happened? He answered me. What did he do? 
He put me in a large place. <laughs> Big old house. He set me in a large place. I don't just set you out here so everybody can see what I'm getting ready to do for you. That's what he does. So you call him. I'm just show you off now. Show you what I'm going to do. Set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. What can man do to me? <laughs> the Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. <laughs> Check it out. It's better to trust in the Lord. That's the middle of verse in the whole Bible right there. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. That's the center verse of the whole Bible. <laughs> it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about. Yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about with bees and a quench like the fire of thorns, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They have chased, cast sort me that I might fall, but who helped me? The Lord has helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The rejoicing and song. Whoa, the voice of rejoicing and salvation. Where is it at? It's the tabernacle of the righteousness. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? You are not your own. Rejoicing is supposed to be in you. The right hand of the Lord, do it valiantly. The right hand of the Lord, do it exalted. The right hand of the Lord, do it valiantly. I should not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me so, but he has not given me over into death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I'll go in and praise the Lord. The gates that the righteous shall enter. <laughs> I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my... Oh, man, he just clothed me with salvation. See, he's become my salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. He's become my salvation. I don't have to worry. He's my deliverer. He's my strength. He's everything that I need. He saved me. Amen. Notice. I cried unto the Lord. What happened? Verse 22. Huh? The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. You remember that's what Peter said, wasn't it? And whose doing is it? It's the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Praise God. This is the day. Y'all thought we were just making up this stuff, didn't you? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O God, O Lord, O Lord. I beseech thee now, send prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh. In the name of the Lord, we have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord. 
showing us Christmas lights. <laughs> he showed us light. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Amen. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus says, John 8, 12, right? He's the light. He's shown us light. Doing what? Binding the sacrifices with cords, even to the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy, and do it forever. Amen. So all you got to do is just rejoice in this gospel. Get excited about this truth. Jesus says, I'm not praying for them only. I'm praying for all those that will believe on me through their word because I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man can come to the Father but by me. Praise God. We should be excited and rejoicing always for the revelation of this truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. And I didn't get done. Wow. Got to save some for next week. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy and do it forever. Thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. See, you can learn the word of God just by saying it. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Thou art my God, I will praise Thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. God, we love You so much tonight. We thank You, O refresh and anew, God, for Thy grace and blessings upon us tonight. Lord, we rejoice in thy spirit. We rejoice in thy salvation, O God. We rejoice in the Lord at all times and always. We will continue to rejoice. We love you. Father, I pray that you keep your hand upon your people, Lord God. Let healing and mercy flow, God, to every life. Lord, protect from the weather. Protect in the travels, O God. And continue to bless this house with your spirit and power. We love you and we exalt you. In Jesus' name, amen. Schedule Sunday. Amen. We're starting a little bit late in our normal time because of the program. So we'll see everybody Sunday. Amen. 
here for service. Have a dinner right after the play and message on Sunday. So come invite. There's uh, cards back there. Please take some with you. Hang them out. If you go to Quick Trip, put one on their bulletin board by the bathrooms or whatever. 